Hey, what's hello, up? hello. Not much. Um, I <laughs> I didn't watch the Sunday night game. I did not realize that the Cowboys scored thirty three points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, they they've been playing pretty good. I I don't know. I just always feel like they always play good in the regular season and then the postseason happens and it's like, well, see you next year. We are at the cycle of we them boys and it will quickly yeah. quickly change. Yeah, you gotta gotta let everybody get their, their shit out of their system on this one. Yeah, everyone's gonna be super excited and just calm down to beat the Colts, all right? They're a losing team right now. <laughs> yeah. Um the Colts uh, are just hot garbage. <laughs> they, yeah, one like, I don't know how. The, the only so thing they have they going for them is, like, Jonathan Taylor, the defense has a few good pieces, but they've done, like, nothing to the receiving core. And then Matt Ryan at quarterback is just, like, two years too late, really. Well, I mean, they have below-average receivers everywhere, and they're wondering, why can't that, we throw the ball? Well, be a solid number two or three, but him was number one just doesn't work. No, and if him, if he's number one, everyone below him, like, come on, yeah, it's a, it's a exactly. Joke. So, um, oh, so I see here on the sides talking about some NFL news. Did you see the Saints? Uh, they had those fines, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars by the NFL for a fake injury. Yeah, I, I think last week I saw like what there's probably three or four that it happened. Yeah, that happened. So, like, I I knew a fine was coming. I wasn't expecting half a million dollars worth of fines, but uh, yeah, they not screwed around with that one. No, I mean I, it makes sense. You can't you can't do that. It breaks the integrity of the game, honestly, and it's just they're gonna take injuries serious, and then you're gonna play a joke on it, basically, to get a free timeout. It's. Dude. Did you see the most important story of the week? Uh, Jacoby Myers is in uh, concussion protocol? No, no, no. That's the second most important. Okay, okay. The most important is that the almighty Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy gets his first start this Sunday. He's playing against Tom Brady, who's played more seasons than Brock Purdy has lived on this earth. So what you're telling me is that this is Brock Purdy's coming out moment, and he's going to destroy the Buccaneers. He's going to become the new starter for the 49ers, and Trey Lance is out of there. Not a chance. Trey Lance is probably going to be done like sooner rather than later. Like next year, he'll get his time to shine. What was his injury? Does he play a little bit this year? Didn't ACL. He? Uh, and I mean, he played pretty well when he played. Maybe it'll work. Well, they were going to grab Baker Mayfield. The only reason the Rams grabbed him was basically spite the Niners. Yeah, and you mean Rams superstar quarterback Baker Mayfield, who threw yeah. an amazing touchdown to lead a 98-yard hey. drive to beat the Raiders. All I'm going to say about that is that I think coaching makes a big difference on how a player looks because, like, Russell Wilson this year sticking it up. He has a first-year coach. The Panthers don't know what the hell's going on. So Baker Mayfield really struggled. They didn't really give him that long of a shot. Not that he was playing like the lights out or anything, but no. But they never let him even learn the <laughs> offense. But then again, he didn't I, know the offense for the Rams, and he threw two hundred thirty yards I, and a touchdown. I just feel like the coaching comes into it really strongly because, like Sean McVay, probably just was like, "Hey, 
you're our guy this week. I understand your strengths from some of the film I looked at. Uh, we're going to design this a bit more around you. <laughs> well, it looks so, like he was honestly calling route, like on that last drive, that two-minute drill. It looked like he was just looking at the receivers and telling them what route to run. Well, yeah. My whole thing with Baker Mayfield, though, is like, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I, think, I, I, I feel like he's had a couple of bad hands dealt to him here in the last year. I th- he's definitely had probably the hardest journey to be successful in the NFL, I would say, with yeah. the amount of coaching changes, the poor time of injuries, and then also playing through those injuries. I think – I bet if he doesn't play through that injury last year, the Browns don't get uh, Watts, and I bet you they just, like, have Mayfield. They tag him for a fifth year, and then uh, – that's the thing that, like, frustrates me with it because Baker Mayfield last year played hurt, like, all year long. But he was just doing that to do it. I mean, it made no sense once he got to the back half of the year. But that's also kind of an organizational problem. They should have said, hey, you're our guy. You're going to yeah. sit down for the rest of the year. The season's gone. Exactly. Doing your surgery, we'll, we'll shoot again for next year. Exactly. But instead, they wouldn't do that. Because, I mean, and on Baker's – on his side, he wanted to get a bigger contract, and obviously it didn't work out. But yeah. I think the smarter decision would have been just take the fifth year, get whatever surgeries you need done, come back, me, and fall out. It kind of reminds me a little bit right now. It's like Lamar Jackson wants this contract. He's got this little injury going on. And it's like the Ravens are a better team than the Browns were last year. I get that, but what happens if he gets hurt? Like, he doesn't have a big deal. Thank you. Like, I think Baker Mayfield should just be kind of like a lesson. But, hey, you should, you should get paid. Yeah, I mean, in my humble opinion as a non-millionaire, I feel like the difference between <laughs> $15 million and $20 million would not hurt me that much. I think I could take it, you know? I'm just saying, get the guarantees in there because the quarterback is truly a commodity at this point. And they'll give you just a stupid amount of guaranteed money. It doesn't doesn't help the Ravens on this negotiation with Lamar Jackson that the Browns gave a fully guaranteed $235 million contract. Well, that's because Sean Watson is very durable. A quarterback that hasn't played in two years, and then when he does come out there and play, he's got a lot of rust. Oh, it's okay. He won the game. He's a winner, and that's what he's there to do is to win football games. And like I said, I I wrote it out for you. The Browns could feasibly win the North. Until this week when Cincinnati just – This is – so this is the determining on if that bet would be a good bet. If the Browns beat the Bengals, the Browns win the North. The Bengals are just so red hot and Jamar Chase is back now. It's – just not happening. Yeah, but the Bengals have nothing but uh, conference games left. Other okay, never mind. So they don't. That was uh, the Ravens. Ravens only have uh, division games left. So what oh, the Bengals have though is they play Tom Brady, and they then go play Bill Belichick. They then go and play the Bills and the Ravens. If they lose this game against the Browns, out of those four games, they could lose two of those games easily. They could lose three of those games. But the Browns can't Maybe, afford a loss. But... The Browns need to win out. The Ravens, yeah. they have Tyler Huntley as a quarterback, so there's that. And they have 
what the Ravens Steelers? Okay, um, the Ravens have the Steelers, so this that won't be that bad. But it's a divisional game, so who knows? They have the Browns. The Browns, like I said, they're going to win out, so they're going to lose that game. They then have the Falcons, the Steelers again, and the Bengals. So honestly, that last game may determine who wins the North. But the Browns could just sneak and win it because of the Ravens and Bengals both not being able to win it. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to run with those. For a 40 to 1 odds, you throw a 100 bucks on there, that's $4,000 that you just made because I broke it this down so perfectly. I would not toss $100. <laughs> now, see, the Steelers have the exact same path, but the Steelers will not win the North. The Bengals are clearly going to win the North. The Ravens are dealing with these injury issues. They're finally getting Dobbins back, I guess. He's actually up IR, but the Bengals are just like they're that good, like out of the North. Like, I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go to the AFC title game again this year. They have five games left. They need to win at least three of them to make it so Cleveland to make it so Cleveland can't win the North. You're telling me of four weeks of Tyler Huntley that he's going to win at least two games? I'm telling you right now that basically Baltimore, so they're tied up. They have the lead over Cincinnati. Cincinnati's on a four-game win streak. Baltimore's putting a backup quarterback in. And Cleveland's got a guy who hasn't just played his first game. Hey, you know who the Bengals' last loss was to? The Browns. Yeah, you know it's actually impressive that Pittsburgh has won five games this year. That is actually pretty impressive. I will give you that. And you know who another one of the losses of the Bengals was from? The Steelers. They then revenge that loss. But yeah, I'm just saying the Ravens beat them. They literally only won one game in the division. So any tie at the top, they lose. You know what the set like one of the best things right now about these standings? The Denver Broncos are the second worst team in football. That's so funny. I know. I was talking with uh, a couple of my buddies and I was like, you know, I don't know if we can put it all on Russell. Like, I mean we can. Obviously he's getting paid two hundred and fifty million dollars. But God, that head coach is awful. They just like I think thought they could bring a lot of pieces together and make it work out of the game. That's just never how it works. Well, I think it could have worked if the head coach was competent and being able to call offensive plays. Like, they have a great receiving core. They have a good power run game. How is it that you can have a dominant power run game and not be able to run the play action? Like, what are you doing I agree with that. I think a big part of the problem, too, is, like, and I have no evidence. I've read about this a bit, but like, I think Russell Wilson has a bigger ego than people are let on the thing. And that a lot of his weaknesses were hidden pretty well by Pete Carroll with the play calling. So what you're saying is that we need a better play caller in Denver. Yeah, and you Russell Wilson to shut the fucking ego down a little bit. Because I've read these articles, like, like there's I mean, teammates too- that hate his guts for that reason. And Richard Sherman was a pretty pretty upfront one of those members, but there's other ones out there that came out and said that. And I think yeah, it was Richard Tyler Sherman Lockett. also really likes getting clicks on well, Tyler Lockett. clips and stuff. 
it was Tyler Lockett who made another comment. And this guy you never hear about in the media. Yeah, that's true. Tyler Lockett is pretty... Um, he came out there and made quiet. a comment about, like, it's pretty crazy what you can do when you work as a team a couple of weeks ago. Because, like, they're a shocker, too. Like, they might actually pull the West out. They're 7-5. and five. Yeah, they're not going to. I hate to break everyone's heart, but they Dude, had a good start. San Francisco is playing with Mr. Irrelevant. Like, they're not winning that. It's going to yeah, take a Yeah, but lot. they also still have Debo Samuel, a healthy Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, but, George but, Kittle, a healthy George – like, Christian yeah. McCaffrey can throw the damn ball. We don't even – they don't even need Brock Purdy. They, I mean, if they can design that offense right, sure. But, like, even if they do make the playoffs and win that division – yeah, what? Go far. Yeah, no, they're not. What's it going to make a difference on? Like, at least Seattle might be able to win a game. You know who would actually be a pretty good pickup for them due to their offense? Huh. Cam. I thought the same thing for a while there. Like, uh-huh. you, if Purdy starts to blow some some hard dicks here, I think you just say F it. Pay Cam yeah. one point five, two million, whatever the hell he wants for the remainder of the year, and just let him run the ball. Don't even throw the ball. And play the game how Army used to play, with 40, 50 carries and three passes. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, I'm looking right here at the playoffs started today. Seattle would go to Minnesota, and then the Giants would go to San Francisco, and Dallas would go to Tampa. I don't think Dallas will walk through that game, but they probably win it. I don't think Dallas wins. I think Brady wins that one because it's Tom Brady and I can't have nice things in in life. <laughs> and the Patriots are literally on the cusp of taking the Jets' spot. They just need to win some games here. Because right now, like, the Jets will go to KC and get crushed. Yeah, because do, do the Jets have the tiebreaker or whatever against the Patriots, or do they? The just... Jets have a one-game lead because the Patriots lost to the Bills. Oh, they're six. I thought they were seven. Yeah, my bad. The Dolphins would go to Baltimore, and the Bengals would go to Tennessee. That'd be a good game. So you know how every not every year, but the last two years, the Arizona Cardinals have uh, started off the season really hot, then they cool down towards the end because Call of Duty comes out. So, what if <laughs> this year it's the reverse and Kyler goes on a heater on Warzone to get him pumped up <laughs> in a Sunday night game and they win out and they make the playoffs with a 9 and They straight up would need so many things to happen to even make the playoffs because, like, Seattle is 7-5, and five, the Giants are 7-4-1, and one, and those are yeah. two wild card spots. Yeah, I... You so, you have a better chance of Washington making a playoff appearance in Detroit's after them. Detroit's five and seven. I so if so nine eighteen yeah nine eighteen is gonna be tough to make it in the playoffs. I don't think a nine eighteen would make the playoffs in either conference this year. No, like I I really think you have to be a ten win team to be able to sniff that because like. There's actually just a lot of really good talented teams this year. It's not like there's like three in each conference. They're just and there's like Houston. Houston and Chicago are just 
Oh, already man. eliminated. The season's over. Bench everybody. Just forfeit I, the rest of the season. Like Houston's going to get Bryce Young, and I think it's going to be worth it if they can actually put some pieces around him and not screw it up. Yeah, Bryce Young isn't uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm telling you, the only person that can fix the Houston uh, team, the Houston Texans, is Deshaun Watson. Then they got rid of him because he so, didn't want to be there. I read like throughout this whole Watson thing. There's been like things I've read about like how the ownership in Houston is just really shitty. Oh and really? The Rock. Well, the Rockets <laughs> owners are the worst, I guess. Yeah. But the Texans. There's like some issues there. I'm like, how is there all this pressure on the Commanders owner Dan Schneider to sell? He's gonna have to sell. Uh, but there's not on some of these other franchises because I mean it is like. He, I mean, he piss off the wrong people in that group of owners. Like they, they can oh, dig some dirt is, pretty yeah. quick. And like, I throw bet you, you the Texans. I bet you the Texans owner owner is just like a yes man for the other owners. Yeah. Where Schneider's just like, yeah, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm just like thinking to myself, like the Bears. At least they got like some new coaches in there. They got a new manager for the GM role this year, so they got yeah, like some new things yeah. going. Yeah, you gotta give it some time, you know. It's still the Bears, but you gotta give it some time. Yeah, but I'm just like, goddamn, like the Rams, for example, they won a Super Bowl, but they're gonna probably be playing like they are this year for the next three years at least, because they don't have any picks to do anything. Yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of fucked. But you know, Skoranek is coming up pretty good. A nice, another solid white receiver that can do really good possessional catches <laughs> next to Cooper Cup. If yeah. Matthew Stafford doesn't come back, but you got uh, photo memory Baker Mayfield, that is just well, he can only so, get better, right? Like, so do you know much about the it's like the Stipian or Stipian rule? It's in, it's in the NBA. Um, is it the is it something about contracts? It has to do with trading your picks. So basically, like back in the eighties. There's this guy who was just a complete shithead, and he owned the Cavaliers for, like, maybe five years. But what he did is he traded all their first-round picks. Because, you know, in the NBA, you only got two rounds in the draft. Yeah. The draft he traded really matter. He, he traded, like, a decade worth of first-round picks. Kind of like what's going on here with the Rams. So, basically, they put this rule in there that, like, for example, if you traded your 2023 pick, you can't trade your 2024 pick. Okay. So I'm like, maybe they need something like that in this league. Because what you're going to see are teams like Tampa's another one of them. Like, yeah, they won a Super Bowl, and that's great. But now they're just like, God, like, what's going on here? Like, it's just not working. I wonder what, uh, like, what's more important in the NFL? Is it the business of making entertaining games and – making your team competitive or is it the winning the Super Bowl? Because like, let's say like the Cowboys, one of the most like financially successful and one of the most successful franchises, but in the recent past, in the recent, like what, six years, seven, seven years, like they've been playoff team. They've been really, they win a lot and then they lose in the playoffs. They don't make the Super Bowl. They're always missing just something. Right. But they're super the Cowboys, but they're super like financially like they're one of the most popular teams in the NFL yeah. in the NFL because they're always up there. So, I, I but I'm then like with, like with like the Bucks, right? They go all out on Brady, 
and get them all the weapons, sign all these big free agents and stuff to make it so the team is going to be unstoppable. They win the Super Bowl. They get next year. They lose in the uh, divisional. And then this year, they're probably not making it deep if they even make the playoffs. And they should because they're in the South, but you know, you never know. And yeah, then Brady's going to Brady's going to leave, and they're going to have Kyle Trask as a starting quarterback. They're basically screwed. Yeah, the Rams they go all out. They say fuck their picks, and they win a Super Bowl. But now, for the next who knows six years, they're going to be dog shit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like they won the Super Bowl, so in that sense, it's worth it. Like I'm not saying that you should have to go. Oklahoma City thunder this and get a ton of picks. I'm just saying I feel like there should be something to protect them from like screwing the entire franchise up because you and I both know whoever the GM is that was responsible for that, they're treated like a king right now, but in three years they could totally be fired. Oh, easily fired, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they could be fired next year if they have another losing record. Yeah, and it wouldn't shock me if this is going to happen that Sean McVay might do what Sean Payton did and take a year. <laughs> take a year off and then come back. Come back and go somewhere else. Sean Payton's going to be coaching next year. Oh, 100%. I, like, I think that's pretty damn close to a guarantee at this point. And it wouldn't shock me if he goes to, like, the Chargers. Oh, Is, yeah. I mean, if the Chargers miss out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers could be one. Denver, I think... Same with Vegas, I think are both going to give their coaches like that year. God, dude, I think Denver has to just cut their losses with this guy. I think if Denver could land Sean Payton, they immediately oh, you, get rid of you have to again. you have to do it. Yeah, at that point. But if it's not Sean Payton, I think you give this guy another year. Yeah, that's cool. so, I mean, there's not a lot of like head coaching talent that's available right now. Well, other the than other... the big splash of Sean Payton. Yeah, the other big one here is like, so I and like I don't know if the ownership of the Texans is really that bad or if it's just like you're saying, right? Like we both don't know this, but if you're a good head coach and you want to build a team up from the ground, the Texans literally have like nothing. Like you could walk in there and build this exactly how you want it. I mean, you're not like forced into this having a one, quarterback. Like yeah, you're right. This would be the perfect college coach going to the NFL type of team. Yeah, because everybody that's in there is either new or isn't worth a damn. So yeah. you can put in whatever culture you want in there. You can make it the team the way you want to make the team, and you can be the dictator if you want to be the dictator. You could do what Deion Sanders is doing in Colorado and just clean the entire house. <laughs> yeah, they, he. Uh, did you see they got Mike Zimmer? <laughs> did they? Their, yeah, as their DC. I didn't see that. That's it. Yeah, and then, yeah, I just saw, I just saw the thing. Uh, OC, he like basically told everybody, he's like, you know what, you can hit that transfer portal. I don't really care. It's like I, I got some luggage. One, I got to bring. They went one and nine. Like, yeah, like <laughs> like they were not good. I'm very no, curious to see with with that program at Colorado in three years what they look like because you know it's going to take a bit of time and a couple of classes. Oh, yeah. Eon Sanders can recruit really well. You know immediately, though, when, if they don't have success, people are going to clown them. Oh, 100%. But they're going to be shit out of the gate. Like, they're going to be better than they were the last couple of years, but they're not yeah. going to be, like, this ultra-competitive team right out of the gate, unless they have a yeah. bunch of people transfer in. They got Baby Jackson as their starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, or Sanders. 
sorry. Fucking they yeah, uh maybe Sanders. They could, they could have some people transfer in. I could definitely see that happening. That's uh, that's a lot of Alabama recruiting. players have entered the portal. Really? Yep, a lot of like four or five star recruits that weren't starting have uh, entered the portal. So huh. uh, no I did saying not where they're going. The... Yep, not saying where they're going or anything. But it happened to be around the time that their offensive coordinator had uh, announced that he was going to Colorado. So you know, you kind of put two and two together. Huh. But, well, here's another thing. I'm just looking at this on ESPN. Deion Sanders landed the number eight running back of the 23 class. So, not that it's like Alabama where they get every like number one recruit they want, but it's like times can be changing, and Colorado could actually become a pretty primetime program, and it wouldn't shock me to see them and USC colliding as pretty big powerhouses here in the next couple of years. Yeah, we need a prom team 2016 to give us his uh... – Analysis of the Colorado uh, college football team because we both know how much he loves Boulder. Yeah, yeah, he's a big Boulder guy. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, God. yeah. Are uh, you? Uh, by the way, you you beat me in picks. I think I got every single pick wrong. Serious? So, oh, oh yeah. I looked at it just real quick, and uh, yeah, you were up on me by a lot. I got, I got kind of fucked, but. To be fair, I picked a lot of teams that probably shouldn't win. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. So, already you, lost. You've made some pretty ballsy decisions all year long on your picks. I'm kind of have when you're down by at least four weeks, you kind of have to. And then the ballsy decisions just kind of pile up. I, I guess. That's, it's that's just one a, way to it's look a, at it. It's a big snowball effect. Yeah. But when it came out of the gates swinging, you know, maybe could have been different. But uh, well, that didn't so, happen. Came. After week six, so the season was over. So I guess another question I have with Vegas playing like dog shit this year, which shocks me. Like I don't know if there's like no buy-in around McDaniel's or what's going on. But you think they keep Derek Carr? Or do you think they try to ship him out of town? I think the, I think I don't know. I guess it depends if they get a good offer on him. If they don't get a good offer, I don't think they send him. But I'm gonna like, be honest with you. I didn't know the Raiders won five games this year. I they thought they picked up a little bit. Every... Yeah, they were five and seven. They should be six and seven, to be honest. Yeah. The Rams had a hell of a last like effort, but they're not. They're whole... five and eight. But my whole thing with that though is like Derek Carr seems like he's the scapegoat at all times for any problems they have, like when they're losing games. Well, they've lost eight games, right? Four of those games yeah. they've lost by they were up by fourteen points that they've lost. Huh. So I don't know if you can put that on the defense, you put that on the quarterback, put that on poor game management. I don't know. It's probably a mix exactly of all the play. above, but at the same time, it's like, what do you do? Because like Derek Carr has been the scapegoat for the Raiders for like four years. Like, anytime that they're not playing well, like he's kind of like target number one. I've never understood it because like he's been a pretty good quarterback. So what you're telling me here is that the Colts are going to trade a couple first-round picks for Derek Carr. It's what they should have done instead of getting Matt fucking Ryan. It would have just made too much sense. Too much sense. The contract would have been less to absorb. Yeah, they could have sent him to Vegas. You're right. You're right. This could have all worked out. They could have Derek Carr. Mike McDaniel with Matt Ryan would have been scary, dude. I'm telling you, man. You're talking to Miami? 
No, sorry, not Mike. Uh, whatever the Vegas. Oh, McDaniel's. McDaniel's. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, well, Matt Ryan would have been like a perfect fit with that Patriots offense. Yeah, he would have thrown fucking six thousand yards. He got seventeen games. I don't know about that, but what he could have done is hit his weaknesses a heck of a lot better than the Colts are. Yeah, because he would have actually had a receiver. But then would they have gotten Devontae Adams? You know, well, they, outside of Devontae Adams, they have some pretty good receivers. They got a solid run game, but like my whole thing there is they the best McD- run game. McDaniels is such a good coordinator. I mean, as a coach, I'm like very skeptical of the guy, but as a coordinator, he knows how to hide weaknesses of somebody's game. So I just feel like Matt Ryan would have been like a natural fit there. But yeah. I don't know. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. Who, who knows? The Colts probably wouldn't be such shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that is fair. Uh, the, the Colts probably could have been a little bit better. but Like, the Colts, too, another thing is, like, they're never aggressive on free agents or big trades. And I get that. Green Bay's pretty much in the same boat. But they have no receivers. So it's like... Devontae Adams, they could have made a splash and went and got him. They could have went out. They could have drafted a lot better. I I mean, there's just a lot of things they could have done differently. Yeah, so. you're right. I mean, there, Matt Collins has been a pretty, like, he's having a renaissance. I don't know where this guy came from. He got drafted uh, back in 2017 for Philly and had just mm-hmm. nothing, no relevance. He's a fourth-round pick out of USC. Yeah. And now he has... 588 yards, and he's had a, he's had one game where he had 11 targets. He recently he's had nine targets, five targets, nine targets, four targets. I mean, the Rams game was an anomaly for that offense. That offense yeah. wasn't really clicking. But I don't I don't know where this guy's come from. But he's been a hell of a like step up. Uh, Keenan Cole. Yeah, Keenan Cole. He hasn't been as good, and Renfro obviously is hurt. But, like, if Renfro wasn't hurt, you know, if Darren Waller wasn't hurt, this Raiders team still is probably 5-8. But a scarier 5-8 team. So. <laughs> the other thing is Minnesota, if they win this weekend, they lock the North. Yeah, that, yeah, they win this weekend. Or I think if the Packers now, if they, lose if they the lose, Lions, If they lose this weekend – I'm scared for everything because Minnesota could totally choke this. You know, it'd be, the, it'd be the Minnesota type of thing to do. I'll put it that way. I mean, you're a hundred percent right. I saw a meme. Where was it? Yeah, Detroit's the favorite. In what? In the in the game against the Vikings. Get out of here, really. They're two and a half point favorites. That means they think the Vikings are a better team because they give them three for being at home. But here, let's see here. Smith is questionable. That's that's about it. Everything else. Oh, uh, Irv Smith Jr. was present was present at uh, practice. Hmm. There's a lot of division games this weekend. Like almost every game is division. Yeah, it. I don't understand why the Vikings are not favored here. I don't know what the people know that we don't know. Are they playing on TV, like national TV? 
They're playing at 12, so they're not getting primetime Kirk. So I don't know what they're worried. I mean, this would be the game that if they win, if the Vikings win, Kirk Cousins gets his grill. So, like, there's a lot riding on this game. (laughs) If Kirk Cousins gets a grill, people are going to look back at this in 20 years and be like, what in the hell was that? Dude. Vikings were so much fun in 2022, man. Do you remember when Kirk Cousins got chains and a grill? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's gonna be some good games this weekend. Like, there might actually be some good options too. From what I'm looking at it. Yeah, like the Browns are beating the Bengals, the Texans are beating the Cowboys. Like, I like Buffalo, but I think Josh Allen's still battling this injury. They're being quiet about the Jets could totally win that game. Yeah, I mean Buffalo's ten point favorites. I like if I was gonna take a spread, I would take the Jets plus ten. That's fair. Like it's not like they're that bad of a team. Like they they're having some injury issues, and I get that they shouldn't win this game. But like, it could absolutely happen. They got a really solid defense. And if Josh Allen's been playing hurt, like I think he has, he changed the game here. The Giants could definitely pull an upset on the Eagles this weekend. That's in New York. Or should I say Jersey? Jersey. Pittsburgh's oh. playing Baltimore. Pittsburgh might win that one. Dude, so I'm not telling you, like, a good bet or anything. But right now, um, 97% of the money is on Dallas to beat Houston. Uh, Dallas is negative two thousand, and Houston that, is plus nine fifty. That would have to be like the Jets game a couple of years ago when they beat the Rams and fucked themselves out of Trevor Lawrence. One hundred percent of the money is on the over of forty four point five points. Yeah, and seventy percent of the money is on Dallas to to beat the spread of negative seventeen. I think this is the game. That that the Houston Texans win purely for because the spread is negative seventeen and there's no way that happens. Huh? I part of me thinks throwing a hundred bucks on that. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Except I know that that hundred dollars I might as well wipe my ass with because it's gonna be gone. You could also wipe your ass with it, but I'm I'm telling you, man. This is a. I mean, ten bucks is ninety-five bucks. Uh, true. Except ninety-five bucks, it's just kind of like, oh, I want cool. But if you won ninety-five hundred, you'd be all like, holy shit, let's go. If you put down a thousand dollars, getting what would that be? Plus nine fifty. Nine. That'd be ninety-five grand. That'd be. I'm just saying, man, free money. I, all I'm here is to give you free money with bets and stuff, and we can look back at it. On This was on 12-10. We look back at it in uh, February when I could have made you easily 50 grand in bets off of just two bets, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. That'd be my favorite thing to report for my taxes this year. It's 50 grand of betting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be too upset. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't be too upset. Yeah, yeah. I'd, on that. I'd actually probably have a smile on my face with that bill. I mean, and also, taxes are literally coming right up. So you could just sit on that 50 grand, pay, have it, just sit there. 
and then uh, pay his taxes, and you don't have to worry about it, and the rest of it's free money. So if the uh, the Eagles lose this week, I'm looking here, and Dallas wins, which Dallas should win this week. They they might actually have a shot at winning the East if the Eagles lose because they're gonna only gonna be a game back. Yep, and then they get to play them. So if they beat them, they have to beat them. They are controlling their own destiny. I, um, and I think Dallas is a better team like, overall. I don't think that the Eagles are a very good like they're they're different than the eleven and zero Steelers were. They're definitely yeah. a like a more fearful team, but I still I'm not sold on it. Yeah, they barely beat the Lions. They they did beat the Vikings. I'll give them that one. But they beat the Commanders. Okay, divisional game, but still Commanders. Commanders um, been getting kind of hot here too. They also now begin hot. They beat the Jaguars. They beat the Cardinals by three. They beat the Cowboys uh, without Dak. They beat the Steelers, who aren't good. They beat the Texans, but not convincingly. They lose to the Commanders by 11. They barely beat the Colts by one point. They beat the Packers by touchdown, and then they beat the Titans, who have been pretty cold. I have a scenario for you, and it's very unlikely. But what if Washington snuck into the playoffs and getting red hot at the right time like the Giants did in 07? You see it won it all. So I Do you could imagine. See, see, I could see that. The only problem is that the Washington Command football team just tied with the New York Giants. I know. So, dude, that, both of those Giants teams that Eli Manning won a title with were not like these great teams. Like, in fact, the 07 team that beat the Patriots that year, they were like probably, nine and seven. I mean, they're probably the best team in football. I'd say. Bullshit! You play that game ten times. You don't though. You only play football once. No, so. I no. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. You play that game ten times, and uh, the Patriots win it eight, if not nine, of those times. I, a lot of that was just getting too cocky. So yeah, I, I almost feel like if you're a team like Philadelphia right now, so you need to keep winning games. You need to lock the East up, get the home field advantage. But. They need to lose a game at the very end of the year. Because if not, I, I just feel like they're going to get to the playoffs and I'm be overconfident. Minnesota is really in the same boat, too. But the yeah, difference is Minnesota could afford to lose a game. Too. Yeah, but if you lose a game, you want to lose week 17, not week 18. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I just feel like there's going to be something to give there because if not, all the players get a little overconfident. Yeah, you know, swagger and is good, but too much swagger is not good. That, you know that's how it's like Miami or Seattle sneaks in and win the wild card game. You know what's, uh, what's crazy? So, week 18, none of the game's uh, times have been decided yet. Hmm. They're all yeah, going that... to be decided because they're going to obviously – That makes sense. Like, they're going to put the important games on, like, prime time and stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously. You don't want to have a team like Philadelphia if they have it locked up for the one. You don't want them on national TV. Cause they're no, you want them playing at noon on Saturday is what you want them to do. Pretty much. So, yeah, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of scenarios here with the playoffs. There's just not like 
Like Minnesota, they, they should win the North, no problem here. But outside of that, there's really not like a clear lock. Kansas City, I guess you could say, is a lock. They'd have to really screw something up here. Because they're three games ahead of the Chargers. Yeah, and they're Kansas City, so. Yeah, so and they might, if Kansas City continues to play well and Buffalo starts to slump a bit, uh, Kansas City could have home field advantage. Everything runs through KC. Yeah, that's true. Because they're tied for the first, but Buffalo has the tiebreaker. The Vikings have a pretty uh, easy rest of the season, too. Their only yeah. tough game, I'd say, is the Packers at the end of the season because they play the Lions now, which I guess they're not favorited, but they're going to run away now, I'm sure, because they're pissed off about that. Uh, yeah. They play the Colts at home, so that's not going to be tough. They play the Giants at home, so that shouldn't be tough. And then Packers and Bears both away. So. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Yeah, a lot of these division races, they could rotate pretty easily. Oh, yeah, very easily. So the Atlanta Falcons could feasibly sneak in. I'm Carolina or New Orleans could even sneak in. if something New, really stupid New Orleans or. should have won that game one, and they should be on the cusp of winning the South is what honestly should happen. But instead, they're 4-9, and and they fucked everything up. The Saints are just bad. The fact that Andy Dalton's playing over James Winston speaks volumes. Yeah, they should just put back in James Winston because... James James Winston should request to be released so he can go play for San Francisco. They have James Winston as a captain of that team. Yeah, well, he played pretty good under Sean Payton last year. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play. He didn't play bad this year. He just got hurt. Yeah, I feel like they should just cut him so he can go to San Francisco because we know we both know that Jameis Winston in San Francisco would probably play really well. I don't know. Jameis is more of a pocket quarterback, so he he wouldn't have to be the focus point of the offense though. They have a lot of play action. That's Mix true. a little bit of shotgun in there. You have McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. I mean, like. You line both of those guys up, like anything's possible. And George Kittle's out there too, so you know how I, many. I don't know. So I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the NFC South uh, standings right now. You know how many points the Bucks have scored this year? Uh, two seventeen. Two seventeen. That ridiculously low. I I'll be a Tom Brady fan until the day I die. Favorite quarterback of all time. But he's forty five, and they're playing with a bunch of other older players there. I, like they have more points against them than points for. Their defense is holding them in this. Like if you look at the South right now, I'm looking at ESPN points against two nineteen. Atlanta's three twelve. Carolina's two sixty six. New Orleans is two ninety seven. So you know, but all three of those teams have outscored Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Their defenses just have let them down. Bucks are getting carried by their defense. But you know who has more points than the Buccaneers this season? The Falcons. The, well, obviously. But the 4-9 and nine Los Angeles Rams with 218 points. The okay. Steelers have three less points than they do. The fucking well, Steelers. Well, LA's in pretty much the same boat. Cooper Cup has been hurt pretty much all year. But, like, offensively, what else do they have? I mean, look at it. Like, Matt Stafford's hurt. They really don't have much of a run game. I, they still got Henderson, I think. 
and then uh, Tyler Higby. He's a tight end, but he's not like an all pro. He's a good tight end, but he's not all pro. So I, they they just don't have much going for him. So, if Matt Stafford were to retire, what do they get? Uh, nothing. Uh, yeah. Maybe a pick back, maybe. Yeah. What's well, impressive, so. by the way? The 49ers defense points against 190. That that's is the, that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best, the best. in football. Yeah. And Seattle's offense has 318 for them. The uh, defense is shit, but their offense has been playing pretty well. The Bucks do still have a better offense than the Texans and the Colts. The Colts barely. The Texans a lot better than Texans, but it's the Texans. Yeah. So, and the uh, the Titans only have two more points scored, but it's also it's the Titans. Obviously, they're just running the clock. But I just think it's mind boggling how low those points for are. Yeah, it shouldn't be that low. It, it it doesn't make any sense to me. But Tampa Bay, I literally think even if Brady wants to play one more year, which I'm just hoping he hangs it up, I don't think he's going to. Uh, they have to move on from Tom Brady. I, you can't keep him there for that, really another season. It's, it's going to continue to kill your team. And then you look yeah. at him, Mike Evans. He is 29. He'll be 30 before next year. And Chris... He's only 26. Chris Godwin's a bit younger. But yeah. at some point, you got to kind of make a decision and say, hey, it's great. We won a Super Bowl, but we got to cut our losses at this point and try to build for another one. Oh, yeah, for sure. So when, uh, when looking at the whole differential and stuff, too, there's so many positive winning teams that have a negative differential because of oh, points ago. <laughs> like that, that, like, in theory, that shouldn't make sense. It does, but like just looking at it from the outside, just it's stupid. Well, look at Tennessee. I know They're minus twenty-one. Kansas all that City means is that their I, losses are blowout losses, is what it means. But yeah, like, and Buffalo's got a plus one twenty-four. Yeah, Buffalo's dominating. The Cowboys have plus one twenty-seven. Yeah, those two teams would be a hell of a matchup. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Do you want to do picks or no? Yeah, we might as well make picks. So I can feel good about myself on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I need to <laughs> uh, write this down somewhere. Unless you want to write it down. Uh, all right, I can do it. So see, I can do it if you don't want to. It's up to you. I don't really want to. I can uh, I can say the name. I mean, I guess you have a screen. You can put it side by side. I got Miley Bark in here. Is she in her crate or what? Yeah, she's she's in the couch. Probably has to pee. Ah. Let's see. So, are there any games that you're looking at here where you're like, man? One of these is going to be like a shocking upset. I'm telling you the Texans are going to beat the Cowboys. I don't know why, but I'm just telling you that's going to happen. Um, any other upsets I could see? Uh, I could see the Panthers beating the Seahawks. Be a pretty just, wild because it, just because it wouldn't make a lot of sense. 
Um, let's see here. Every other, I mean, I could, I could see the Jags beating the Titans, but I see the Jags winning every week, and they always fucking lose. So I don't know. So this is the first year with their new coach. Yeah, how, how, how do you think that's went? Like, if you were to give a grade on it, do you think that's been good, bad, and different? Well, Trevor Lawrence has a positive touchdown to interception ratio, so I think that's good. I think, yeah. I mean, a high C, potentially a low B, depending on how the season ends. I don't think you can give it higher than a B, though. Yeah, definitely um, a good turnaround compared to what, like, last year with the oh, Urban Meyer shit show. Year. Like last year, I would have never picked the Jaguars to win a game, and yeah. this year, like a lot of their games, I can see them winning their games. They just end up losing it in like the fourth quarter. They have a lot of one score losses. Other than last week, they got shit on by the Lions, but other than that, like they lost to the Commanders by six. They lost to the Eagles by eight. Texans by yeah. seven. Uh, Colts by seven. Giants by six. Broncos by four. Like, all these losses are very, very tight losses. They just – their wins are also kind of tight. I guess their last two wins have been tight. The first two, they shit on the Chargers and they shit on the Colts the first time. Yeah. Uh, but I I think the team's playing good. It's definitely missing some experience in, in those situations where this is a good – year to get all these like situations out though because you know this for it's Lawrence's second year first year with Doug he hasn't really dealt with a lot of like last second heroics type of things in the NFL so get all this out of your system now you're getting experience that's going to help him in his career in the future and everything yeah so you still think he's gonna be like the savior of their franchise I, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been playing a hell of a lot better. He hasn't been throwing a bunch of stupid interceptions. Like, his yep. interceptions, I think he's thrown a couple of stupid ones. But of the six, not all six of them are stupid. And, sure. I mean, when was the last time that you were actually scared to play the Jaguars? I mean, other yeah. than, yeah, I mean, when they had four oh, net Five years ago. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is. They're actually kind of a scary team, even though they're four and eight. They're still technically second in the AFC South. They're still they, a young team. They're still in playoff contention. Yeah, they're three games out. But like, if the Titans, if they beat the Titans, they're only two games out. And they play the Titans twice, so that puts them one game out. Let's say if they're making the playoffs, right? They're one game out. So they have to have the Titans lose to who do they play? They would have to lose to the Chargers, which could happen, or the Cowboys, which should also happen. Feasibly, Jacksonville, if they win out, which you know that's every team's going to win out, obviously, but <laughs> they have a solid chance. If this is the turnaround that they're going to have, they just had a big loss. Get that out, and now just play football. Yeah. Let's see. Let's roll through these picks. And let's pick for next Thursday, too. Yeah, because I forget to do that. Sounds yeah. good. All right. So, first one is Jets and Bills, right? Yeah. Who you got? God damn. You know, I like your theory about the Jets, but I, I got to pick the Bills. Well, I'm taking the Bills, too. I just uh, 
I, I think I could, that this game could be a trap game. I, I don't know why I feel that way, but I could see Stefan Diggs getting ejected this game and Sauce Gardner getting all up in this grill. Yeah. Um, Browns, okay. Bengals, and Cincinnati's the next one. I got Cincinnati. I got Browns, obviously. Come on. Type of. Yeah. Type of yeah come on. Yeah. Very obvious. Texas Cowboys. How bold are Texans. you on this one? Texans, baby. I got Texans. I'm taking the Cowboys. That's a poor choice. If I was a betting man, I'd be putting money on Texans. I, but I would put the farm on Texans. Pierce, <laughs> 150 yards. I don't care Dude. how many touchdowns, at least 150 yards. Dak Prescott would have to bust his shoulder open, and Tony Pollard would have to like tear his knee on the first quarter for this to happen. Dak Prescott's going to play like shit. Mm. I don't know about that. I'm telling you. Let's see. Then we got the Vikings Lions. I got Vikings on that. You? Yeah, I got Vikings as well. Jags Titans. I I got the Titans on that game. I I feel like their defense is just too good. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Jags. I'll give them one more week. We got Eagles at Giants. This could be a trap game. Eagles are seven and a half point favorites on this one. God, neither one of these teams are scary. Uh, Giants, because I like Saquon. That's that's all I got here. I mean, I'll I'll take the Eagles just to go against you, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lose this because it's in Jersey. Like this line's a seven and a half, and honestly, it could be a three point game on either side, or it could be like a three touchdown game on either side. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how it's gonna end up. Uh, the Eagles with AJ Brown, they just play really well. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's weird that AJ Brown is a good football player. Who would have like, thought? Not the Titans he, GM. He's always been a good football player, and then he goes down and plays Tennessee. They beat the shit out of him, and then the Titans GM gets fired like the next day. <laughs> I don't know if you believe in coincidences, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> So next we got Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh on this one. God, you know, if my my money line on the Browns winning would be on the Ravens losing. So I got to pick the Steelers as well. Okay. I wasn't expecting that one. I, I know. I. It's all because of what I've said. If the Ravens win this, then the Browns are completely like I don't see a full way for the Browns. This next game is a pretty much a give me. Chiefs going to Denver. Pat Mahomes slinging like. You're saying this is yards. a game that Denver figures out offense? Is that what you're telling me? See, it really doesn't matter to me this week because my fantasy team has a bye. So Pat Mahomes could throw 100 yards this week. As long as he keeps that arm fresh for the rest of the year, I'm fine. Yeah, I, I got the Chiefs as, as well. Then we got Bucks going to San Francisco. Bucks going to San Francisco. Um, I got 49ers with Purdy. I'll go against the Green. I'll take the Bucks. Panthers going to Seattle. I got Seattle on that one. I'll do Seattle, but if I need to pick a different game, I'll pick that game as the Panthers. Okay. 
We got Dolphins at Chargers so playing in LA. I got Miami. I yeah, I got Miami as well. And then the next one, we got Patriots going on Monday Night Football to Arizona. I got New England. I got Arizona. Here we go. Here we got an odd number. Yeah, we got an odd number. And then Thursday night's game, which won't count on this week's picks. I'm yeah, just making sure we get matter. this out of the way. Yeah. 49ers travel to Seattle for a divisional game. Niners. You got Niners? Yeah. I'm taking Seattle on that one. I, I have a really good feeling. Yeah, it really sucks not being able to see week 14 <laughs> with the yeah. Niners just because of the rookie score. Any other like week would have been fine. This one's going to be a little bit tougher, but yeah, I yeah, I, I still think I still think the Niners have to. The they defense to is good enough, but Seattle's got offense. It's pretty good. They just got two solid receivers. They got Kenneth Walker at running back. I like him. Who has him Nick Boza? Nick, you know, uh, I I don't know. Some of that, uh, someone has him for sure though. I think he got picked up like, like when he got the starting job. He might even yeah. drafted. I think he got drafted. I think he's like the second overall. I don't remember. I gotta look here. Um, I well, think Connor Boza. Connor has him, and he doesn't yeah. even play. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That makes sense. I think Nick Walker or Nick Boza. Knocks Walker right in the mouth and make them curl up. Maybe I once I'm done and I win my fantasy title this year, I would totally trade Connor Alvin Kamara straight up for Kenneth Walker. I mean that would be a uh, pretty. I mean it's for the future for sure. And I mean it's basically a one to one trade though. I I think so. I mean Kamara's still good. He's like the center of the Saints offense, but but the Saints well, offense is Walker. not good. No, but like without Kamara, imagine how bad they'd be. Yeah, that's true. So, well, this week, so the games we got different. So we got Browns and Bengals, Texans and Cowboys, Eagles and Giants, Patriots and Cardinals, and then we got the Forty ers going into Seattle next Thursday. Perfect. Next week's got some pretty good games slated up, by the way. Yeah, so, just taking a quick glance at it looks pretty good. Yeah. We got some Saturday my, games and then we got some Sunday games. The big game in week fifteen is gonna be Miami going to Buffalo. Because that could have some serious implications oh. on the East. For sure. And so, then Sunday, Christmas, we get three games, so that'll be nice. Shit, that is Christmas week, isn't it? Uh, week sixteen. Week sixteen. Uh, uh, Sorry. It was and I was like, shit, really? <laughs> yeah, week 16. So all the games are Saturday on Christmas yeah. Eve, which will be pretty nice, too. And maybe in week 15, just looking at this from a glance, Kansas City has to go to Houston. Maybe Houston just pulls the ultimate upset. Dude, I'm telling you, Houston's going to heat up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, is Davis Mills playing again? Or are they keeping that Kyle Allen guy in? Does it, does it fucking matter? <laughs> you, you remember last year, Davis Mills was a rookie, and everybody's like, this guy's going to be the guy. Yeah, just Davis like, Mills should be the starter, according to ESPN. Uh, does Lovey Smith keep his job? That's the other question. You know. Well, they can't fire. I mean, we know why they can't fire him, but I can't say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you win one game, you're bound to get fired. 
think, but you never know. I mean, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think we're good here. I'm going to go and take care of my dog. So. Yeah, I got to do the same thing. My dog's looking at me like, hey, man, I've been outside in an hour. Man, I got to shit. He's all like, I got to take a big fat shit out here. <laughs> all right. Talk to you later. Later.